Jones, and this is The Quantum Spin by HKA Marketing Communications. Today I'm talking to a person at the start of his career. Jacob Seiderman is finishing his master's degree at UCLA. He's in the first group of students to finish this program. It's a brand new program. And Jacob, thanks for joining us today. I'm so glad you could talk with us about your work. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Tell us how you got to this point. What led you to a degree in, in quantum information? Yeah, so I have had the enormous privilege and challenge of being the first class at UCLA's new Master in Quantum Science and Technology, which is with their 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 whole new quantum ecosystem. Um, in undergrad, I was always interested in quantum computing and quantum technology, and I was very picky about graduate school because graduate school for me was a means to an end. It was to learn everything that I needed to know to be able to make impactful contributions in quantum technology. Um, when I was starting my undergraduate career, it seemed that the only way to do that was through a PhD. Mm -hmm. As we know, a PhD is a huge commitment. Yes. Um, as some master's programs opened up, the UCLA one was really industry oriented and application focused. And I was like, you know, this is exactly what I'm looking for. So a PhD may happen in the future, depending, but it's not gonna be just because, oh, it's the next thing to do, do a PhD. It's like, no, if I find a really fulfilling and impactful path through industry, then I've achieved what I set out to do. And and the program is uh, multidisciplinary and it sounds like it has uh, not just people who have an undergrad in physics, but engineers of various types. A lot of students from all across the United States, as well as a huge swath of international students. So it was really fun to meet so many different types of people. There were people with backgrounds in solid state physics and laser physics, um, engineers, a lot of computer scientists that wanted to learn more about the physical implementation of quantum computing, as well as professors with a range of backgrounds. Right, right. There's so many subsystems in quantum computers that you do have to have such a wide range of not just physicists and mathematicians, but also, like you said, engineers who can keep things cold enough or get the lasers performing the right way, all those, all those important technical details. Important contributions and breakthroughs have been made by people that can make a connection between two different disciplines and see how this developed uh, technique and this developed technique actually have quite a bit of overlap and can be used to help each other. We see that right now with like tensor networks. Um, tensor networks can be done really quickly on GPUs and people are making connections that, oh, you know, maybe you don't need a quantum computer for everything because we've developed efficient ways to calculate certain things. And now we see how we might be able to do that on like a near-term system, like a GPU. So is there anything about your the last year you spent in school that has been particularly helpful for you or an experience that, that really sticks out in your mind? Gosh, the program was so comprehensive. It was, um, you know, we learned everything. Um, I think that coming into the program, there's a lot of misconceptions, misunderstandings, overestimations or underestimations of quantum computing and what quantum computing can do and kind of what it is by learning it all from a very basic level, building it up and having to understand every single piece of theory and physics that goes into it, you get a better understanding of what you can actually do with a quantum system, what they are, as a valuable piece of, of the program. 
it's not just a science project, but it's not quite a product for the market yet. So there's this sort of, you don't want to overpromise, but you know, there is a lot of potential that's rapidly being realized. So it is that, like you say, you have to understand what, what it can do, but also what we're not quite ready for yet. <laughs> so to finish up your master's program, you have an internship. And I know that you can't share a lot of details about what you're working on, but tell us, Tell us as much as you can about what you're doing. I'm at HRL Laboratories. I'm with the Quantum Optoelectronics Group, constructing and deploying something called an ECDL, an external cavity diode laser, exploring stable laser frequency locking schemes. Stability is really important for real physical systems or any sort of atomic device where you want to address a particular transition or measure a certain transition. Did most of your cohort go all over the place for their internships? A lot of students really fell in love with research that UCLA professors are doing, so they've chosen to stay at UCLA. The substantial portion of our cohort that went to the Air Force Research Lab. A few of us have joined industry partners here in LA. It's been nice. The proximity is good. I know this isn't your first internship in, in sort of the quantum industry. Uh, you worked for HK for a summer, is that right? Yeah, that's true. I think I was the a quantum tech PR intern. Um, I It was a kind of an experimental internship, seeing if um, someone with a technical background, you know, what they could uh, contribute to. The agency in general. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real skill to be able to talk about science in a way that is correct and precise, but also, you know, not so dense that no one gets it, <laughs> unless you have a PhD in physics. So that's, a, that's an important skill. How do you keep track of news in the industry? Do you do a lot of reading or obviously you're busy in the lab most days, but uh, um, how are we doing when it comes to explaining quantum to the broader business audience? Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm working in this field and it's hard. It's hard to keep up when you're involved with the newest stuff. You know, even if you are the cutting edge, keeping up with the rest of the cutting edge is a lot. There's a lot of, there's a huge swath of brilliant people doing lots and lots of great work. Um, keeping up with it is really, really, really hard. You know, you can be reading archive and reading journals and, and trying to read papers that seem important to you, but there's more information being produced than you'll ever be able to, you know, consume and understand doing such a great job. So I think it's really important to have, um, you know, reputable people that are interested in giving facts and an accurate representation of what's going on and not and not just hype, because hype is, it's misinformative and it's dangerous. Yes, it leads to a lot of skepticism as well, which is difficult to overcome, I think, sometimes for new technologies or even, you know, <laughs> developing technologies as well. So, so what are you hoping your next step is? Do you have a dream job in mind or you want to stay in the lab? Have you thought about uh, what, you know, what you want to do next? I love lab work. I love getting hands on. I love having some sort of physical product to show for what I've done. I love taking a measurement, looking at the oscilloscope and being like, yep, that's the number. Like that's the transition. That's the thing we're looking for. It's really satisfying. So I think I'm definitely going to be pursuing jobs in AMO. So atomic molecular and optical physics. Um, trapped ions is really big right now. There's some neutral ion applications as well, but you know, I think, I think for now, AMO is really, really calling to me. So there's plenty of great companies out there and, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing my options. That's great. Um, 
is since this program that you're in is is new, um, what do you think people are coming away with? You know, what could they contribute to companies that are trying to either build something from scratch or or do research? That's a great question, and I think that's the the fundamental question of the whole program. I think the strengths of the program are that there are a lot of brilliant people that were like, there's just certain things you need to know that haven't been written down, and no one's put it all in one place. And we want to, you know, all the things that over the last 20 years, we were like, gosh, I wish someone had told me that. So I feel like I got a year's worth of like, gosh, I wish someone told me that when I was your age. And I found that that was really useful and puts you, puts you a couple years ahead in terms of like your knowledge. Getting hands-on and working with things for years and years makes you really good at it. So um, I really want to jump into industry and get working on something and, and get good at that, build that intuition. The other big thing that um, quantum companies are trying to figure out is hiring and, and trying to get more people interested in physics and lasers and, and chemistry and engineering and all those things. Did you, did you have any advice for, for a high school student or maybe even a younger student that might be interested in this? You know, I got involved in this field because this was something that I couldn't stand to not know about if that makes any sense. It just bothered me that I didn't know why these certain quantum phenomena occurred. You can ask why, and you'll never get to the end. But if you want to know a few more answers to the next like three or four whys that you would ask, um, I think this is a, this is a great uh, route to go down. Yes, I that that reminds me of another conversation I had with a researcher, and he said, "Well, we thought that our experiment would show this, but it actually showed that. So that led us down, like you said, a whole new path. And so, you know, ongoing creativity and or and curiosity, and just the will to learn new things and and be wrong. It, those seem like the real hallmarks of a good good uh, quantum industry <laughs> person." getting involved in this field, I think that there's a huge emphasis on like getting into a great school, getting into a great program, having a lot of um, knowledge of quantum mechanics, being very good at math and, you know, your test scores and your GPA and stuff. Of course, it's important to have, you know, your, your fundamentals and to know what's going on. Your creativity is also very important and your ability to work well on teams. No one person will know everything, but if you work on a team with people that have good communication skills, you'll get more done. Um, that's something to develop. That's something that's worth working on. And also keeping your creative spark alive. The most incredible contributions to science and technology are people that there's a, there's a small group of people that have technical mastery and have a lot of great creativity available to them. And when you have technical mastery, when that creative spark is there, and your technical mastery has turned from studying into like an intuition, it's just something that you have with you, then your creativity is going to help you do really, 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 really cool things, really incredible things. So, you know, as you go into your studies and you get technical, don't lose that. Um, don't lose that creativity or think that that's not important. Keep it, keep it with you. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for telling us about your program. You know, if if anyone's looking to hire a new graduate, we can certainly put you in touch with one who's has a lot of good qualities to be a great great member of the quantum industry. So, thanks for joining us. Um, you can find HKA on Twitter and on LinkedIn, and I hope you'll tune in for our next episode.